This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 52. so excited this week to talk about goal setting. I've been working really hard the last few weeks trying to figure out what my goals are going to be for 2020, and I know that all of you out there have been doing the same. Um, Last week on the podcast, we talked about possibility thinking, so I hope that you've dealt with that and you have some good feelings about all the brain work that you've been doing around being a possibility thinker. And this week, I want to talk about goal setting. So what I'm going to try to do is talk a little bit about why we want a goal set and then also how you go about doing it just technically because there's a million different ways to do it. I have learned from my mentor, Brooke Castillo, from the Life Coach School, and also through a lot of other reading that I've done, um, different ways to set goals. And so I've kind of put together this little package, which is heavily weighted around Brooke's work, but also has a little bit of adjustments Uh, for us veterinarians and people that work in the veterinary field. So I don't want to leave anybody out, anybody that's out there. This is for everyone. Goal setting can be used by all of us to create the things that we want to create. And I would argue that if you don't set a goal, if you don't make it concrete, if you don't write it down, then you're not going to accomplish it. I was looking at my goals from 2019 and I had about six really solid goals and i accomplished five of them. One of them I didn't. And so I'm re-upping it for 2020 and I'm determined to make that work. But if I didn't write all those things down, I probably wouldn't accomplish five of them. I probably would have accomplished one, if that. So it's really important to embrace the fact that you have to commit and that you have to write things down. So let's get started with goal setting. So why is it that we want to set goals? Now, Brooke Castillo says that our brains all need direction. And I think that's really true. If left to our own devices, our brains go crazy. And if you're an Enneagram 7 like me, or you're an ENFJ like I am, you're very scattered. If you have a brain like mine, it can get very scattered and very busy in there. My brain wants to focus on everything and anything. Kind of like a golden retriever. When a squirrel goes by, I'm going to watch it. So my brain needs direction, and so does yours. And that's why goal setting is so important. Another reason we want to set goals is because it's the only way to create our future. We don't want to live in the past. We don't want to keep recreating the life that we had last year. We don't want to just rerun the same thing over and over and over again. We want to create a future. So if your future involves a vacation to an exotic destination I really want to go to Italy, so I have to set a goal this year that I'm going to go to Italy and I got to figure out how to make that happen and who I'm going to go with and where I'm going to go and all the things, the scary things that come up with that goal. But I want to create a future that involves Italy. So if you want to create a future that involves more money, a different job, children, a different talent for yourself, if you want to take dance lessons, if you want to sing which I've always wanted to take singing lessons, so I should set that as a goal. But anyway, it's going to create your future and not your past. So 
creating goals and the importance of creating goals is to create a future for yourself. And then we want to live our life deliberately. We don't want to sit back and just let life happen to us because what happens then is years and years and years just pass by. And I think about me and my writing and how many years I let go by before I started to write. And what a waste that was. If I would have started 20 years ago writing, how much further ahead would I be now? So setting a goal to do something you've always wanted to do, if it's painting or drawing, whatever it is, or learning a new skill in your job, setting the goal will cause you to live a more deliberate life rather than just having your life happen to you. So the fact is that you are the creator of everything that happens in your life. And that sounds really wrong in so many ways. When people die, when things happen that are out of your control, your brain wants to say that's not your fault, you didn't create that. But any result that you have in your life is really created by you. It's created by whether you take action and set goals or whether you don't take action. So if I want the result of not writing a book, then I'm not going to take action into writing. And therefore, I've created that result for myself. I don't have a book. But if I set a goal to write a book and take action towards that goal, I am going to create a different result in my life. So remember that everything you want in your life is a result of something that you have created. Remember that you create every result that you want in your life. You're responsible. Most of us hate that idea. We don't want that responsibility, but it's true. You're in charge. If you've saved money, if you haven't saved money, it's all on you. And we don't like to think that way. Then we have to take responsibility for the negative things that are happening. And we want to fight that. So why don't people want to set goals? What's the big whoop about setting goals? We resist it. We push it away. We don't want to write things down. Why is that? Because it's super uncomfortable for us. It's uncomfortable for our brain. As soon as you write something that's a little bit scary on your goals list, your brain's going to start to freak out. It's going to give you all these negative thoughts. It's going to put out all these icky feelings that we don't want to feel. And so then we tend to set goals that we already know how to get. Like I already know how to walk five miles. So if I set a goal to walk five miles once a week, that really wouldn't be scary to me. That would be an easy goal. So that would be me and my brain setting a goal about something that I already know how to achieve. But if I, as a walker, somebody that hates running, set a goal to run a 10K, then my brain would truly freak out. So we put off setting these goals and trying to achieve things because we, we fear the pain and the negative feelings that come along with setting that goal. And so therefore, we take all these goals that depend on things we already know about in our past. And so we resist setting big, scary goals because of self-doubt, because of self-pity, because of fear, insecurity, and that terrible, little, awful, negative part of our brain that tells us we're not worthy. And so therefore, we don't want to set goals. So the key to getting goals on paper and setting bigger goals for yourself is becoming uncomfortable 
We talked about this last week with the possibility thinking. You need to learn to become uncomfortable on purpose because that's the key to working through the goals and the dreams and getting ahead in your life. So when you feel confusion, when you feel doubt, self-pity, that's just your brain avoiding the discomfort of doing the work that you need to do to create the goal because you know it's going to be work and you don't want to do the work. And so therefore, you'll start trying to get rid of those feelings by getting on your cell phone and scrolling through Netflix or scrolling through Facebook and watching Netflix and doing all the things that are easy that your brain knows how to do. You'll try to avoid those uncomfortable goal setting feelings. So be aware when you start to run to the television or run to your cell phone and start scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is that you love, that you're avoiding those uncomfortable feelings that your brain is bringing up. So I said before that you've got to write down your goals. So a really good exercise into narrowing down the things that you want to commit to as goals, especially if you have a lot of them and you know that they're going to be big and overwhelming to your brain, is to write them all down. So just sit down, take a session of time, maybe it's 10 minutes or maybe it's 30 minutes, whatever time you need, but write down all your goals and all your dreams. So write down short-term goals, write write down long-term goals, and write down dreams that you have for your life, things that you want to accomplish before you die, which sounds really morbid, but we're all going to end up there. And so if there's certain things that you really want to do someday, then write them on your list. Doesn't mean that you have to tackle them in 2020, but it does mean that they're there and they're in front of your face. And the more you read them, the less scary they're going to be. So once you have all these things written down, let's say you have a list of 30 things, if you're really ambitious or you really have a lot of things that you want to accomplish, then go through them and pick the top three to five that you really want to accomplish this year and go through them and really carefully think about what is it that I want to accomplish, not just what are the easiest, the top three easiest things, What are the top three to five most important things that I would love to do? What are your your priorities? And then pick one. So now you've got one goal from the five or the three that you picked before. So you've got one to focus on. And just put aside all the others. Write that one thing down on a separate sheet of paper and focus on that one goal. So when your brain starts to freak out because you've got this goal now written down, start to think of not how you're going to get there, because when you start thinking of the hows, your brain is going to do more freaking out because a lot of times you don't know how. I didn't know how to start a blog. I didn't know how to start a podcast when I started a podcast. So when I thought about those goals, I completely freaked out. I had no idea how you did this. So the how is going to cause your brain to freak out more. So try not to think of the how of getting there, but try to think of who is the person that you're going to need to be to get there. Who, what kind of characteristics is that person going to have to have? And what kind of determination is that person going to have to have to reach your goal? 
So for me, a goal that would be difficult might be weight loss, let's say, because I like to eat junk. And I've had to change that because I have kind of been forced into it in a way because of some health problems that I've had. But basically, I have had to change who I am when it comes to eating. Not how I'm going to eat, but how I think about eating. I have to become the person that thinks about eating to keep my body healthy rather than thinking about the person that eats because she loves to eat. And so when you're setting a weight loss goal, which a lot of you will this time of year, and because a lot of us do at the beginning of the year, we want to get in shape or we want to lose weight, don't think of how you're going to do it as much as think about who am I going to need to be and how, how is that person going to need to think to get to this goal? Because if you can become the who and you can embrace the determination that it's going to take and do the work that it's going to take, then you can work on the how. Because the how is just figuring it out. So having this goal and setting this goal, you also need to choose a time frame. Now, a lot of times when we're doing New Year's resolutions or goals for 2020, we choose a year. But a lot of times it's going to be better for you to break that goal down into smaller chunks. When I was doing my blog and trying to set that goal, I had to I had to chunk it down into weeks. So one blog once a week, because that was the way I could keep myself feeling uncomfortable, very uncomfortable a lot of weeks, and also keep doing it and accomplishing it. So pick a time frame for your goal. If it's a weight loss goal or a getting in shape goal, give yourself three months because three months is a good chunk of time to accomplish a goal and to learn how. Sometimes you'll overestimate what you can do on the short term, like you're not going to lose 10 pounds in a week, but you'll underestimate what you can do in a long term. Like how many blogs can you write in a year? And I ended up writing 52 because I committed to every week. But at the beginning, I didn't think that was possible. I underestimated what I could do in the long term. And don't think that when you accomplish this goal, it's going to change the way you feel. You can feel proud of it. You can feel empowered by it. You can feel better that you did it, but it's not going to change your basic feelings in life. You're still going to have good things happen to you. You're still going to have bad things happen to you. You're still going to fail. You're still going to have ups and downs. So don't put all your eggs in this one goal basket. What I mean by that is don't think that when you lose 10 pounds, that your whole life is going to change and you're going to feel so much better. You're still going to have clothes that don't fit. You're still going to have days when you feel tired. There's still going to be things that aren't perfect for you. So be realistic about these goals. Don't think that they're the be all and the end all. So set the goal, make it measurable, decide what exactly it is and how many steps you're going to need to do to get there. Make it in the present tense. Talk about it as if it's done, as if it's getting done. I am now the person that is 10 pounds lighter. Think about it in that realm, and that will put you into the who rather than into the how. Create a vision for yourself. If you need a vision board, if you need to write down all the things that you think will be great about being 10 pounds lighter, if you need to write a letter to your future self that's 10 pounds lighter, Create some sort of vision that you're already there and then constrain that goal down into bite-sized chunks so you can actually take one piece at a time 
and work towards it rather than being overwhelmed by the enormity of it. So break it down into little bite-sized chunks. Like one week you might cut out sugar and you might do that for a week or two. And then the next week you might cut out flour and you might do that for a week or two. Or you might decide that you're going to give up red meat and you do that for a couple of weeks. But constrain it down a little bit so it's into little bit smaller chunks and therefore it won't seem so overwhelming when you start. Rather than I'm going to lose 50 pounds and I'm going to stop eating everything that tastes good and I'm going to do it in a month. You know, that's just overwhelming to your brain and you're never going to follow through with it. So constrain that goal down to little pieces that you can actually commit to and then commit to them as carefully as you possibly can so that you're sure to accomplish them. And then realize that you're going to want to quit. That's going to be the first thing that your brain's going to want to do when it starts to get hard. When I start to do research on how a new project needs to be done that I don't know how to do, especially when it involves techie stuff because I'm not the best person with tech, my brain just wants to quit because it's easier. And wouldn't it be easier to go watch a movie on Netflix than to try to figure out some techie thing and watch these videos on how to, you know, record a podcast or whatever it is that I'm working on? It would be way easier to quit because quitting feels great. It feels great when you quit because you no longer have the pressure, right? You never, no longer have that brain barking at you. But all quitting does is it takes you back to your comfort zone and stops you from growing. And then nothing changes and your life just stays the same. And then you're basically failing on purpose. You're failing before you're even giving yourself a chance to fail. So don't do that. Don't quit. Accomplishing something feels so much better than quitting. Now we've talked a little bit about time management in the past, so I'm not going to go into that. But as you're creating goals, you're really going to have to work on your time management skills. And I'll probably do that again on another podcast because I think there's so much more we can talk about when it comes to time management. But don't forget that this goal is going to have to be nurtured. You're going to have to put it into your calendar. You're going to have to add it to your daily routine. You're going to have to create time for it. So use your Sundays to plan the week. If it's food planning, if you're trying to lose weight, if it's exercise planning, if you need to go to the gym, write it into your calendar and actually create that time frame that you're going to need to work on whatever the goal is that you're trying to accomplish. Now, once you have this first goal accomplished, then you can go back to that three to five goals that you had on your big list and pick another one and then work that into your schedule. But choosing one goal and starting with that is going to give you better ability to constrain yourself down and it will help you not to change your mind. Because a lot of times if there's too many goals sitting there and one of them starts to get too hard, then you're going to just jump to the other one because it seems easier. So if you want to lose weight and part of that is exercising and both of them seem too overwhelming, then you might just drop the weight loss goal and just go to the exercising goal or whatever your goals are is you'll pick the easier one. So if you constrain yourself down to one that you're going to work on and accomplish in 90 days or whatever your time frame is, you're going to be more likely to accomplish it. And then write it right into your calendar, put it on your weekly list or however you schedule your time, if you schedule it into your calendar as chunks of time during the day, but allow yourself time to work on this goal. 
And if some of the goal, some of the steps you don't know how to accomplish, then the step is I need to figure out how to do such and such. That will be one of your steps into working towards that goal. And don't allow for that confusion. Actually schedule that how-to time into your schedule. And then you've got to trust yourself to follow the steps. You have to trust yourself and you're going to fail. Don't be surprised if you fail on yourself and you skip a day on your diet or you don't write one week or you don't do something at work that you promised yourself you wanted to do because that's our human brain and that's human nature. You're going to stumble. You're going to fail. But the key to getting the goal accomplished is to just then pick up and take the next step. And don't be a perfectionist about it. Don't freak out and just quit because you made a mistake. Perfectionism is the enemy of accomplishment. So be okay with not doing it perfectly, but still doing it. So now that you have that goal broken down, you've got the things that you think you need to do, you've got it on the calendar, you've got a measurable time frame to do it in, and now you're trusting yourself to get it done. Remember that your brain's going to freak out and you're going to have to feel uncomfortable on purpose. So let's walk through these steps again. How do you set a goal? So first you're going to brainstorm. You're going to write down all your goals, all your priorities, all the things that you'd like to accomplish short-term and long-term, and realize that you can create anything that you want. Impossible, possible goals. Let your brain freak a little bit. Watch it freak out. It's kind of interesting and you'll feel it and you'll see it. It'll make you feel a little bit sick to your stomach and embrace that feeling. Embrace being uncomfortable when you see this brainstormed list of all the things that you want to do in your life. And then look at how you're spending your time now without judgment, because chances are you're spending a lot of your time now not working on these priorities and these goals that you want in your life. And so observe the thoughts, the feelings that come come up for you without judgment, and then just start breaking that goal down. Pick that one goal that's important to you now, the first thing that you want to accomplish, break it down into a manageable time frame, then break that time frame down into small steps. And how do you get there? But focus not on the how so much, but focus on the steps because we can always learn how to do something. There's always somebody out there to help us figure it out. There's always people that can run in and teach you. It's not the how, it's what do I need to do to get to this goal I've set. And then plan it, write it down, get it in your schedule, get it in your calendar. And then the most important thing is make a commitment to yourself and follow through. Don't quit. Because we've all quit so many things in our life and you know the things that they are. There's many things that I have wanted to do and that I have quit on. And then there's many things that I decided I wasn't going to quit. And those are the things that I actually got. Those are the, the things that I actually accomplished. So the not quitting when it gets really hard and your brain is freaking out is really the key to becoming successful. And that's what we talked about with possibility thinking. Embrace the possibilities that you can accomplish these goals. So just set the goal and get it done. And then when that goal is done, then 
set the next goal and get the next goal done. And just slowly, like Dave Ramsey says, the snowball of accomplishment will start to roll because the more you see that you have it within you to accomplish small goals, the easier it's going to be to tackle those bigger, scarier, life-changing things that you want to do. It's going to be way easier to face that client, do that surgery that you've never done before, buy that hospital that you've always wanted to buy, approach your boss for a raise. All these things that are super scary and sound super scary are going to get so much easier the more you work yourself and work your brain through this goal setting process. So if you do this, please share with me one of the goals that you've set for this year. Get somebody that will help you be accountable for these goals. Share it with your family, share it with me, share it with your spouse or the people that you work with. Let people know that you've committed to a goal because that in itself is going to be scary, but it's also going to help you stay focused and committed and not give up on yourself when the going gets tough. It's going to help you not quit. So share them with me, send me an email, share them in the comment section of the podcast, and let's see what we can accomplish in 2020. I'm so excited. I have many goals set for myself, and I'll probably share some of with some of them with you on future podcasts. But I just, I see all the possibilities. And the more I do this work and work with people like you, the more I see the amazing things that we can accomplish in life if we just think positively and we just push and overcome our negative thoughts about ourselves. Thanks so much for listening to me today. I really appreciate having you here. I love doing the podcast for you. If you have any suggestions for me, please share. If you want to get a weekly email from me, you can go to my website. I do Wednesday Weekly Words with Dr. Julie Capel. I'll send you just a tiny mini blog that talks about some of these different things and concepts that we talk about on the podcast. If you would like coaching, you can also reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to me, my friends. Have a beautiful week and go get them in 2020. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.